Number one, Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey. It's game on, buddy. Hoop, happy number one. I'm excited. Been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> I don't, we don't really know what we're doing. This is our first podcast, but uh, for those of you that uh, that don't know myself, Ted Stoven, the creator of Everything Cowboy Incorporated, everythingcowboy.ca. Basically, I just do everything I can to not have a real job, so hence why now we're creating a podcast. <laughs> At his kitchen table. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kitchen, coming to you live from the kitchen table. So, Wacy, Wacy Anderson, co-host. I'm originally from Saskatchewan. Go Riders. Yeah, I rode bulls for a long time. Been around rodeo my whole life. Uh, got lucky enough to meet Ted. Jeez, when did we meet? 2012? 2013? Yeah, I think yeah. you picked me up in Regina that time. Yeah, and ever since then, we kind of got to be pretty good buddies. And once I decided to make the big move into the big city, Ted gave me a fortunate enough, gave me a roof over my head and find some good work for me to do for him over the summer. And... <clears throat> Yeah, I do lots of writing and help him out at events as much as I can and try and stay involved in rodeo as much as I possibly can. It's my passion and, yeah, try to do what I can to be involved. Talk about that transition just for yourself. Uh, I know it's tough for a lot of guys, but that transition away from away from bull riding to what's next is, I know for myself it was challenging. I'll talk about that another time, but tell me about what your experience of the cha- of the transformation or the transition was. Yeah, I mean... The, the hardest part, I guess, was not being able to quit on my own terms. Like, I mean, I had my had to run in with some injuries there and being told that you can't do what you love to do anymore is like probably the toughest pill to swallow that you could ever get. And it was it took a long time for me to kind of get over that fact and realize that there's more to life than just rodeo and bull riding. And it's I still think it's crazy saying it to myself now, but there was a point where geez I didn't want to go anywhere near a bull riding or rodeo I just that's how sour I was about having to be able to hang it up before I wanted to but once I got over being sour and stuff I can kind of get back involved and doing work for you and stuff like this this is awesome I love this kind of stuff so it's been a tough road but getting there Wacey was talking about how how things changed for him but uh, what it was was concussions and this is a big uh, deal right now uh, uh, another thing I guess I'm a part of is the Ty Posbon Foundation uh, along with Tanner Byrne <coughs> Rusty Clooney, Chad Bestplug, a number of other f- people are on the board there. But uh, but we'll talk more about Ty. We're going to have Tanner on the show at some point, and uh, we'll have Chad again in another episode. But but concussions were the reason why, why you stopped. The 2014 season was by far my best season of my career. I mean, won the most money I ever have, won the CCA finals. And then going to 2015, I was on my, my, my pro card and I was getting ready to gear up for my rookie season, getting lined up. And then just the spring, I, I had a bad wreck in hand hills, got mucked out in the shoot and hit my head and then ended up having to take some time off and then tried to come back again. I got knocked out in swift current. So I kind of had, I had, I think it worked out. I had ended up having like three concussions in four months, the spring of 2015. So I took some time off, got healthy, got in good shape, tried to come back the spring of 2016. And I got on a couple of practice bulls and, uh, 
I had landed on my back really hard once and it kind of stirred up some old symptoms. So I kind of had to, I met with my specialist over at COP and kind of gave me the ultimatum of, is the risk worth the reward anymore? And that's kind of, so it was a tough decision. I mean, when a person has to kind of decide to give up on your passion or look out for your long-term health, it's, it's, it's a hard decision to make, but I mean, I'm fortunate enough that I grew up playing hockey and I've been, I'm pretty well educated with concussions and stuff. And I mean, I was sick for a long time. Like I'd get headaches and I could hardly walk down the stairs without getting nauseous and stuff. So it's, it wasn't a fun deal, but I think we're doing a lot better of a job educating our guys, especially our younger guys have a bit like more of an idea. Like you can even see it, like just when they get banged up a little bit, they're taking the time to heal up because they know bull riding. There's always already so much against you that if you're not doing it at as healthy as you can be, then your your odds of winning aren't that high. So I think that culture is kind of changing in bull riding, which is awesome to see because we're going to get a lot more of them young guys like you see the Coy Robbinses of the world or Logan Beaver. Those guys are going to be around a lot longer if they can if they're well educated and take care of themselves down the road. Today we just went up to uh, went up to Red Deer and, and what we went a day. What well, big day? Yeah, you started off. Uh, you were at uh, at work in the morning but like you were there at like eight o'clock you start or seven o'clock seven thirty seven thirty start so what, you're an accountant or you do some accounting for uh for uh can of construction during the week a little bit around school yeah i'm an accounting assistant accounting assistant <laughs> <laughs> mostly just filing and entering invoices it's not too much fun yeah it's been quite a change from back in my wild rodeo days now i'm stuck I behind guess. a computer desk <laughs> punching keys uh but but so we went to Red Deer today, and Red Deer put in a proposal for the Canadian Finals Rodeo. There aren't any numbers released at this time, but uh, but let's talk about that. So Red Deer puts in a proposal. Uh, Edmonton's still in on it. Saskatoon's a player. Uh, I would guess that Regina would be in the mix as well. Uh, let's talk about CFR. That's uh, let, where do you think it's going? What uh, let, let's talk about that. Uh, to me, I mean, like, I have a hard time picturing it not in Edmonton. Like, just given, like, the history and the prestigious it has around all that, I mean. And I think Edmonton realizes, too, like, what the CFR brings to its town. Like, it's, I think I read something that generates, like, $65 million worth of revenue for the city. And for them to kind of miss out on that would be, I feel like, a mistake. Because they got something good there. I know, like, the PBRs got their deal. And and whatever but I, mean, I think that they, if they were to work together it could be an awesome like you get a full full week or so of a big western event in Edmonton and places like Saskatoon and Red Deer they definitely have the, the, the facilities and the capacity to make it happen I just don't think that they and not to sound greedy or anything they don't have the money to kind of put up put up for what the CPRA is kind of after. But going back to Red Deer, though, they uh, they do have the facilities, Western Park. Like yeah, it's of a, course. It's yeah. a gigantic uh, venue. They have the s- limitation they might have would be would be the seating capacity, right? Yeah, they have of course. A, their arena holds about 7,000 people, whereas as Northlands Coliseum is like over 17, six, 18. Yeah, almost 17,000. Yeah. So, so they would have to raise the average ticket price. Like yeah. they'd almost have to, they'd almost have to double the average ticket price to make that pencil out. They could make it work, but it would be a little bit more. It'll be more challenging to make it work. I I get that. For me, I have a tough time wrapping my head around because they average like 12,000 people per performance over the last CFR. So like, even if they do double the ticket prices and sell out, like I can't imagine them turning away 5,000 people who would want to come watch a rodeo. Um, Edmonton, there there is dialogue between the CPRA and OEG. Uh, we were just at the Global Cup. Well, you were at the CFR. You yeah. went to the. You were on CFCW uh, with Tim Ellis and Diane Finstad, Dwayne Danes. That was awesome. Loved it. Yeah, great fun time. up there. It's awesome. a good. It's a Fucking good deal, eh? It. it was great. 
<laughs> Wait, he's the uh, the official uh, bull riding bull riding color the comment- voice. commentator. The voice. If you like my voice, tune in. Tune to in. Eight forty CFCW. Five days a year. I pretend like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so Wacy, Wacy's doing that now. But uh, but you're over there. But the PBR, you heard tons about the oh, Global Cup. Yeah, it was great. I mean, like it's not too often you get have an event like such as the CFR going on, then a big event like the PBR, where all of your best friends are in the same place for four days like it was an absolute it was an absolute gong show man it was such a blast and i mean yeah. they were loving it there's a lot of drinking going oh, on those man, like it was just it was an how, absolute how much did you sleep the week of the cfr like six hours combined or what do you think at most six hours combined how about the, the party one, bus on sunday that, that was, was a, a highlight for me that was a gong show man like <laughs> i could you could hardly see it across the bus with all the dart smoke hazing around in there that was that was a night i'll oh, never forget i mean like quite oh, a party yeah it was just a heck of a time and that's um, my that's my one of my favorite nights of the oh, year like, and even for me like i love that night but the saturday night before after the global cup was over when you guys we all met up at the bar and you then, guys did i was at the arena till 2 a.m writing yeah and then we yeah we we go back to the hotel room and i think we bounced between four or five different oh, yeah rooms i got in on they, that though yeah that was good <laughs> teddy teddy comes rolling into the room wearing his big jacket and a glass of wine just coming in for a casual <laughs> 4 a.m nightcap oh, i'll never ever forget that was such a fun night i mean i don't know if i went to bed till like six or yeah, seven we got, in the morning i think we got shut down at a monty's room at like damn like 4 5 in the morning like you guys need to go to bed <laughs> yeah there was no there was no negotiating at that point it was just you guys need to go oh home. we were fucking out of control man. that it was, was a, it was an absolute blast <laughs> I love, I love it. It was uh, come close to Stampede Week, but anyways, I mean, yeah, yeah. Sunday night, good time. We didn't get home till like five or six p.m. on Monday. We yeah. finally got our chickens all gathered back away. up and got home. But Ugh. but Global Cup, I gotta say, that was the most intense bull riding I've ever been to in my life. Like it would be, I well, in recent memory, it was better than. Uh, it was better than watching JB win the world title in 2015 when he rode Wipeout in the short round. That was badass. That was badass. But this was intense. Like it was. Yeah. It wasn't one moment of real intensity where the PBR, like the world finals that time, I had like it was good each night and it was good at the end. More so were the highlights. Whereas this one was like the whole event non-stop for, and beforehand yeah. too. Like I remember being in the dressing room before the event and it was. Uh, it was like, I felt like I was at the Olympics. We we're talking to Kobe Moore about it. Like he was saying, man, this is like the Olympics. And I, it was, it was outstanding, but that, uh, that's going to wrap up our first, our first, uh, segment on the first ever podcast. So we'll be back. We've got a special guest coming up. Uh, it's a good one. Stay it, tuned. It's a, it's a dandy. Ooh, so, maybe. uh, we'll be back. Episode one, cowboy shit with Ted and Wacy. Segment number two, episode number two, number one, one. Number one still. Number, we're still on number one. Epi one, baby. Epi one. And uh, this is Cowboy Shit. This segment, we're going to talk to you about uh, what we're about, what we want to, uh, I don't know if we want to say accomplish, but like our visions, our mission statement. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what that, any of that is yet. We'll think of it. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And like even the name, like we just made that up today. So literally like three hours ago. Yeah. We were, <laughs> we were driving to Red Deer and we had a few other names. Like uh, we won't really mention them, but like we just figured that cowboy shit was kind of like 
fucking it's cool. Good, yeah. So I'm a huge fan of that behind the scenes deal, like especially like I'm a huge hockey fan and getting like when you hear those off the record stories or get to see those behind the scenes deals. And I mean, if that's something that we can bring to to rodeo fans or bull riding fans or just whoever's listening, I mean, that's pretty cool. Like not very it's many people. Cowboys. Yeah, it's fucking not many. It's a pretty cool life. And if you're not behind the scenes, there's lots of cool stuff that we can talk about or show you or you can. Yeah, it's kind of just a wide open thing that it would be. Like we're excited about this. Like this is, I think this is. Uh, I mean, there's been other. You know, I don't want to compare us to anybody else, but I, I think that I think we're gonna do something different, tell some different stories, and and do it in a different way. And and we're gonna be a little edgy. Like we're not gonna be. This isn't for your kids. Honestly. Not gonna sugarcoat anything. <laughs> yeah, we're, there's fucking no bullshit here. Fucking real. <laughs> just real cowboy shit and uh we're just gonna talk about it and and just fucking tell the stories and be honest and uh yeah i hope people like it if you don't well fuck you then we're gonna give the people what they want (laughs) i don't i don't want to say fuck you if you don't like it but like i mean but fuck you if you don't like it (laughs) if yeah you don't have to listen like you can turn it off right now so that's the thing though that's what we're gonna talk about like we're not gonna talk about really results or or uh we're not gonna talk about check um, the internet for that shit calling it cowboy shit means that it can be anything and it doesn't mean that it's just rodeo or just bull riding most of it's shit <laughs> nfr is coming up yeah. it's a big week for NFR. you nfr fuck yeah wnfr it's how many years in a row have you been going down there now i went to school in vegas yeah you lived down there for a while yeah in 2010 i went to school there in august and finished uh, i never went back in the fall of 2011 but i I went for like basically eight months. And so that would have been my first uh, full 10 days, but there was, we were writing exams. So I missed a couple of perfs. Uh, I was just there. I wasn't uh, working, but that was where on another story, we'll talk about production of rodeo and how all that works. But that was where I got introduced to Sean Davis and he's, uh, this is actually one of his last years producing the NFR in 2017. But that was where I got introduced to, to Sean and what he does. And it was, uh, going to school there and whatnot. And it was actually the same year that I actually started the website since though, since 2010, I've been to, I've only missed maybe, maybe, uh, seven or eight perfs. Uh, 2011 was the first year I went as media. Uh, my friend Ted Harbin, will have him on the show someday. He was the one that actually, uh, kind of, I want to say invited me or he somehow, somehow I got hooked up with Ted. I don't even know what happened yet, but I went down there and filmed stuff on my phone. And I think Lindsay Sears won the world that year. But, uh, the next year, I think I went for all 10 perfs, and, and since then, I've been to every perf of the NFR, knock on wood, since 2012. So, seventh NFR is media, and I I guess I'm 27, so it's easy to keep track. It's even 2017, so I should have just known, but I had to count on my fingers out here, but yeah. <laughs> maths are not your strong suit. No, I'm not very good at... Quick maths. You know, I was good at math until until about uh, rainbow math in like grade three <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, stuff, I mean, like it's a joke everybody uses, but once they put all the letters and shit in there, then uh, I was fucked Doesn't up. Doesn't make any sense. Man. I was hosed then. I was hosed then, eh, bud? So... In saying that, you've been to the NFR so many times. Is like, do you ever? Are you sick of going down there ever? Like, do you get sick Sometimes. and tired of that shit? Like, I'd be. <laughs> people drive me nuts, and I can only imagine being down there for fucking ten days. Yeah, I do get sick of it. I know that this that I shouldn't because this is fucking awesome. What I get to do, like, I for love. Sure. I love doing this yeah. shit. Yeah, Vegas. Vegas gets old. I mean, it, it. It's pretty easy to be there for like a few days, but but ten days I have to. Everybody wants me to go out, and they're like, "Oh, why can't you come drink with us this night?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm hungover. My head hurts. Like." Just I'm dehydrated. I'm dehydrated right just now. Fe- just feeling, just feeling rotten. 
Yeah, just having a bad time and saying that. But I fucking love it. You've been there so many times. <laughs> is there something that you that you look forward to every year when you head down there? Is that there's just one thing that stands out to you that is something you always will always look forward to? Hmm. That's a good question. I I I love showing up to the arena and I like going to the media room and I'm a people person. I mean, sometimes I'm not like when I get in my in my I know. funk. <laughs> <laughs> and I just don't want to fucking talk to nobody. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Get out of my, get out of my life, clown. Nah, fuck you. Nah, fuck you. Uh, but yeah, there's like, but I, I'm a, I am a people person, and I love going to that media room and seeing everybody I haven't seen in a year. And like a lot of those people, that's the only time I see them. But I really love those people. Like I've been around them for, you know, ten days of my life for the last seven years. So that's awesome. So like, with the whole Canadian thing, like you've been going for seven years. So you kind of been when there's only been a couple Canadians. And now we're at the point where we're getting close to 10, 10, 12 guys going every year. How, how big of a difference is that? Or like, what does that mean to you as being a Canadian and seeing that kind of development of our own rodeo system or whatever you want to call it? For the first few years I was there, 2011, the only, the only thing, the only person we had there was Lindsay Sears. 2012, it was just her again. 2013, Straws Milan was the only Canadian. 2014, we had Jake Vold, Curtis Cassidy, Dustin Flundergo. 2015, I believe we had six contestants that year. Yeah, that's right. We had six. We had Oren and Tyrell Larson, Clint Lay, Zeke Thurston made his first trip that year. Uh, I think we had Deb Gully that year. And then there was... Uh, uh, Tanner Milan, that's who it was. And that was the year that I got to write for the Calgary Herald, which is still is one of the highlights for me at the NFR was writing for the Herald. That was uh, that was really cool. It was actually, I think it was the year after Dwayne Erickson passed away, and I was extremely proud to carry the torch for Canada in that in that uh, sense. And, and one of the highlights there would have been writing about Zeke Thurston when he won uh, won the round one night. And the picture is is one from, from one of the photographers down there of Zeke carrying the Canadian flag, and it's kind of... It uh, that was that meant a lot to me. I remember that. I remember that trip. But uh, uh, then then last year we have eight Canadians go to the NFR and we get three gold buckles and they win a fucking million dollars in ten days. And I mean, we're going to the final round. I didn't even fucking realize that those guys were that close. I had no idea. I was like, I mean, round nine. I was like, ah, oh, they got a chance, but like I was tired and probably fucking hung over and I didn't write about anything. It was incredible that night. When those guys won, I've been saying that the Global Cup is the most intense thing. But looking back now, that was probably the most excited I've been. Like, we didn't win the Global Cup as Canada this year, but going to the NFR, we fucking won the shit out of that thing. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, there's only $10 million added at the NFR, and Canada won 10% of it. Like, we 10% of that sucker. That's pretty badass. Right? So uh, for those guys to win all that money uh, last year and when I found out that Levi and Jeremy won it, trying to interview those guys, like I remember everybody saying I was super jazzed when they won the first round. Like they won the, yeah, they won the first round. They were like the first people I got to talk to mm -hmm. and I was nervous, but luckily it was a couple of Canadians. Actually, that's a lie because I talked to uh, JD Struckness, Struckness and uh, Tyler Waggis back to, so Tyler ended up winning the world, but I had no fucking idea how to say the guy's names and I apologized. I didn't do my fucking homework. But <laughs> they were, those are the first guys I had a fucking interview. <laughs> So, right to the wolves. <laughs> right to the wolves. Wagsback and and Struxness right off the bat. And I was like, uh, so how do I say this guy's name? Like I didn't think they're gonna win. They came from behind. I had no idea. Like they I, I didn't watch the rodeo. I was stuck in that little back hallway room. Yeah. So I didn't get to see it. Like I just saw the standings and and everybody's Kendra Santos is texting me and then David's texting me and they're like, You guys won. And I'm like, fuck you. We won the team roping. Like they won the round, they won it's it. Heard of. Oh man. And then so they those guys win. And I think uh, I think before 
before I've got to talk to them or during when I got to talk, talk to them or some along the line, Zeke won. Like, cause I think the team roping and saddle bunker like back right, to back yeah, right, close together, at right. the final. So then, then fucking Zeke won. And I was like, then it's like, no way. Like, holy shit. And luckily I'd been keeping up on the numbers the whole week. And I thought that those, I, I don't know if I thought they could make a million or like, I don't know. But once they won everything, then I was like, holy crap, these guys made a million dollars here. I don't want to say it was the peak, but it's going to be pretty damn tough to beat. Yeah, it's definitely a trending in the right direction. I mean, as like to date it is, and it's, it's you can kind of see it, the trend, like how our guys are getting more competitive down there at that level. Like guys like Zeke and Leighton Green and the Larson brothers, like, and then Jordan Hansen, the bull ride. And like, there's a, we got a good group of guys going down that can do some damage in a short amount of time. What do you think has contributed to that? It's kind of like hockey. Like you got to develop your young people and your young talent. And then, then when you get to that point, they'll be able to compete. And I think that's, we're doing a lot better of a job in that in Canada. And I think our, our stock can attribute to it too. We got some of the best rodeo stock in the world. 50, 50 bucking horses and bulls going to the NFR this year from Canada. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, I think it's the most since 2013, but yeah, hats off to our Canadian contractors. Those guys invest a lot of money, a lot of time in the Canadian bucking stock, but uh, hats off to those guys. I'm pumped to see the animals again. They, I think they won a quarter million dollars on our, on our stock last year too. Yeah, it's, it's just outstanding. Like our, like we got the best horses in the world. Like I, I don't care who you are. Like we got the best horses in the world up here and our, our buck and bull industry is hit. Like when we look at the PBR short rounds, we got four or five bulls in every PBR short round in the Built for Tough series yeah, these days. Like it's unreal. Going back to Vegas and uh, and uh, you've been there before. I've been there a couple times. Uh, let's talk about our favorite spots. I want to talk about this. Our favorite parties, oh, favorite oh spots. Yeah, you go. You go first. Oh, well, I've only we, been. I've only been. Were, yeah, you were down there last year, and I don't, I don't think I even saw you. You just was in a. You were been in, in we a, got, bit of a we got shit hashtag there in for one. a few days. We were only down for like three days, I think it was, and like I don't remember. I don't. I, don't, I hardly remember. <laughs> I mean, we got there and. We didn't even go to the rodeo the one night. We just showed up and hit the strip. And that was probably my favorite part about the whole thing. Like me and my brother are really close that way. And we can kind of just go and fuck around and have a good time no matter where we're at. And so first night we were there, we, we probably walked up and down the strip like three or four times. And um, killing you the next day. Oh, I had blisters I, everywhere. Oh, uh, it was oh, the I humanity. Was, it was not good. I mean, I, the last thing I remember walking down the strip, we were hanging up because the Conor McGregor fight was on that, that oh, year. Oh yeah. Down. So we made, we made friends. that night. That was wild. We made buddies with two guys from Ireland and they they packed us. We packed them around. And the last thing I remember from that night is buying a two, six, <laughs> a fireball at one of the liquor Ooh. stores on the strip. And oh. I was walking down and I can't TSN, given, TSN turning oh, point. Given people, <laughs> like, I see anybody just like, Hey, you want some of this? And then oh, no. next thing I, I guess That's my brother had herpes. to, you know, my brother had to carry me back to the hotel <laughs> It was just not, not a, it was fun. It's a blast. I mean, like if, oh, I love walking the strip too. and the rodeo. Like if you're down there, you got to go to the rodeo at least one night to be, be there. And that atmosphere is so cool. Uh, what about you? You've been down there more. You probably got more better spot. You know where all the good spots are. Unlike um, me. So this year, this year I'm staying at the Tropicana. I've actually stayed at the Tropicana a number of times, but uh, Gary LaFuse Buck and Ball is there this year. And uh, the Wrangler Network's putting us up there at the, at the Tropicana. That's where I'll be this year. Uh, probably hang out there quite a bit. And then the South Point will be down there a couple for a couple days uh, around the Buckenstock sale and uh, a Calgary event that happens there. But uh, other than that, honestly, I keep it pretty low-key. But there's last year, Corb Lund had a show at, uh, at the MGM, so we were there. And then there's the buckle presentations with Flint uh, at the South Point as well every night. Yeah, there's something there for everyone. So, But the difference with the NFR... 
as compared to Calgary and nothing against Calgary, but the NFR is all about cowboy shit. And it's, it's the fucking Mecca of rodeo cowboys. And there's lots of free shit to do like free yeah. shows and yeah, free shows. Like you don't even have to go to the rodeo you can go sit at a bar and, yeah, yourself and there. the viewing parties, right? Like my dad's yeah. been in the NFR all those same times I have. I don't think he's missed a year since I've been there. And, uh, he has not been to a perf even one time. So he sits in the lounge at the Tropicana and hangs out and has a drink there. And he'd way rather watch it there. And it's kind of like how I am sometimes for hockey games here. I'd rather sit in my house in the wintertime after I've been on the road all year and freaking watch it in my big chair with my Cheetos and just hang out. I love crushing dome foams. <laughs> I, do, I do like that part. <laughs> Got a special guest coming up next. Stay tuned. Fuck yeah. Podcast. Segment number two. This is Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wasey. Oh, we're back, baby. Uh, we got a guest coming on the show here pretty soon. Probably one of the hottest bull riders in Canada over the oh, last not three years. To say who it is. Nobody knows who it is. We're you're talking. supposed to wait. No, you said it's I a bull rider. You just gave it away. Could be any bull rider. <laughs> could be could be me just calling in. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just tricking you. Jordan Hansen, NFR bull rider on the welcome to the show. You told me you were doing a podcast. I, I did. had no idea how to show you. Well, we don't. We actually don't yet. We're we just, just thought about it, it over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> We're completely making it up as we go, but... Heck yeah, that's good. I like it. So, Jordan, this is... Uh, you're, you're the first Canadian since 2001 to qualify for the bull riding in, at the NFR. Talk about that, man. That's... Uh, Huge. We've, yeah, we've all been waiting for another guy to make it, and I'm proud of you to do it, but talk about what that feeling is. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's, I don't think it's it's 100% sunk in yet, that's for sure. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of great guys that have rode here in the, the last 20 years that I, I figured would have made it long before I ever did it's uh yeah def- definitely dream come true um but i i don't know i'm i to be honest i'm still kind of in shock a little bit about all of it i don't know i'm guessing i'm never one to get too excited about anything but i i don't know if it uh it's really gonna even sink in until i uh, do show up in vegas i mean shoot i haven't ever even been to vegas yet alone to go ride at the nfr i, I always said uh, i'm not gonna go and until i'm riding there so uh watch out for the slappers they'll get you <laughs> For which? For the slappers, the slap machines. They're, they'll take uh, all your money. I'm more of a blackjack fan myself. Um, the machines, they I 280 HD for them or something. I don't know. I just <laughs> I get bored too quick, so I, I got to... I gotta be able to hold on to my own cards and stuff like that. So the blackjack table is more my more my thing. They'll get you too, though. You gotta be careful. I'd way rather play the tables yeah, than the machines. That is true. They can get you, or you can get them. It's it's all about how you look at it. I want to know about your year. What was your year like to get there? I don't want to say it's not glamorous, but like how it's many? A, it's a grind, man. Like yeah. you, like how many? Like you probably went to what more than a hundred rodeos this summer. That that's a that's a big task for a guy, especially riding bulls, getting on the best bulls all the time. That's gotta be not an easy task. I think I probably entered over a hundred rodeos, but I know I certainly didn't go to all of them. You know what, there's a lot of guys that are going there that did go to over a hundred rodeos. So you know what I as much as I went to, I know there is guys that went to e- even more than me. But you know what the main thing this year for me was was staying healthy all year. That definitely was a is a game changer. Even last year I, I thought I was, you know, I wasn't definitely top fifteen but I was I was close getting my year cut short that 
definitely put a damper in things obviously so i think that you know the big thing for me this year was was staying healthy and you know even staying consistent uh, i didn't have any huge wins and stuff like that but you know i i placed a lot you stayed um, on a lot of bulls throughout the summer hey yeah that's just it um i yeah i may not have had a bunch of big wins i was consistent enough and placed you know at placed at four instead of winning one kind of thing and um i guess at the end of the day it all worked out the same what was it like traveling at the end of the year you would have been you probably would have been by yourself a little bit at the end wouldn't you wouldn't you have been that's got to be make it even more challenging yeah um oh yeah i guess i was all my traveling partners they were they were getting hurt on me and then jared parsons being my main buddy i go with he broke his jaw during the you know busiest time of year so i was definitely hopping rides with whoever i could and when he came back he was wanting to stay in canada more you know trying to trying to make the cfr and everything and i obviously had goals on something a little different so yeah definitely was doing a lot of driving by myself there and around the northwest luckily it wasn't in texas and stuff like that it was you know at least a little bit closer to home at the end of the day it was just something i had to do and uh, something i just had to deal with what was the highlight of the summer what was the like your favorite point in the summer i'm curious about that calgary um you know i had a lot of friends and family there all there that was that was probably the highlight of my my year that was that's kind of home base for you too. Your mom's actually kind of a neighbor of ours. She just, just lives down the just road. Down the road, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that's just you know I I got to go um hang out with my mom and my sister. She lives in the city too, and just got to go hang out with them and to win a hundred thousand, one of the biggest rodeos in the world. It was kind of cool. Could see all my family hang out. It was it was pretty neat. But you're talking about Calgary, and it brought up a part about Calgary where you were 72 points on Pink Panther, and there's one of the yeah. rankest pictures ever. Tell us about that a little bit. That was, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, you know what? To be truthfully honest, I was not excited whatsoever about my draw because <laughs> I know that thing will go straight uh, 90% of the time, or and just getting out of the chute is a procedure in itself. First stampede and first bull, and that was luckily what I had. Um I just, you know what, I was talking to Scott Way, the bullfighter there before. I said, you know what, I don't even care. I'm just going to go ride the piece of shit and lack of a better term. That's, exact, <laughs> that's exactly what I told him. And, um, yeah, he did, yeah, granted, leaned in the chute, and I took a bit to get out on him. And then I did, and, yeah, straight across that massive arena we went, and I think I was pretty much at the clown's barrel by the time he did turn back. Yeah, he made, I think, only a round or two, and, dropped me off i honestly thought i bucked off because he bucked me off right at the whistle and uh so i was i was pretty upset and then they come back and told me that oh no you did get a score and luckily i even made some money but um money drag yeah that's that's all i could think of was just hold on tight and hopefully they'll pay you something for this but <laughs> the worst um, part about yeah, that was a long walk back to the shoots afterwards it's a long walk across that area. yeah yeah it was a long walk and i was not happy to begin with because i had that thing drawn and then he did go and well i thought bucked me off so i was yeah, i was not real happy there for a little bit but um you know it's something we can look back at and laugh at a little now <laughs> talk about staying healthy for that long like you would have been on just on bull stats it says you have 49 outs but you would have probably been on at least 100 bulls i'm assuming between the pbr and rodeo and like yeah. that's a that's a big grind like even finding time to get to both events and pbr and yeah the prca cpra rodeos there's i would definitely say i was over around 100 there there was a couple times you know i i turned out of, of some just instead of pushing an injury i just you know would take the week off and or weekend off and heal up i know i did that a lot more 
this year than I've ever have. I guess for the most part, healthy all year. You know, everyone gets bumps, bruises, and I got my bad hips. I'm walking around like Schiffner, but um, <laughs> and he's like 15 years older than you. You know, that's it's something that you know I've I've dealt with the last few years now and i guess i'm getting a little bit better at knowing when to take a rest and you know deal with it and then come back stronger a week later you might not have qualified for the world finals but on sunday like i remember texting you that night and saying there's two guys out like you you're probably going to be in tomorrow but it was already sunday and it's to make the trip to vegas it's you know we talked about it and you kind of figured it wasn't really worth it to come down for one day but you you would have actually got to compete and ride at the finals if you would have if you would have decided to come down but it was week before the CFR and just kind of didn't pan out that time either. Yeah, you know what? I um, when you were texting me there, you know, I was I was excited and disappointed all at the same time because uh, you know what I I could say I I rode at all three, but you know what? It was like you said. I was it was on Sunday. I was only gonna be getting on one bull i'd be riding for the round money and um you know the way that draft works at the pbr finals i'd probably be picking my bull last so i'd be getting on the probably least desirable one in that round you know with with cfr that close it's it's you know what i could have made some money in that round perhaps it just seemed like there was a lot more to lose than there was to gain i i had no chance for the short round is basically just going there for one round and you know you know fly to vegas and then after turn around and fly home pack up and go to cfr i just i think i got a chance to win canada again i'm just gonna you know stay focused on that so that that's kind of why i decided to, to stay home instead of going talk about how the cfr went this year too yeah i was i was a little disappointed with with my cfr i mean i kind of had definitely had a little higher standard set for myself especially after last i know I, I wanted to ride all six um my main goal was to ride all six and i only ended up riding half um i know i was i think seven seconds on you're two damn of close them. yeah the, you know at the last one that flight plan that will just you know plain buck me off um you know i'll tip, tip my hat to that one he he definitely won that battle but you know the other two that bucked me off i i certainly don't think should have you know it's the way it goes um kudos to garrett you know all them other guys that rode good there's a lot of good rides that weekend just you know i only happen to make a few of them garrett's the first american to win a canadian title in the bull riding it's kind of uh most other events it's already happened but he's the first to win it uh to first american to win the canadian title kind of a neat thing too yeah yeah absolutely you know what i i knew that guy was going to be tough going in um you know just just the year he's even the last couple years he's had um you know that guy rides awesome and he's definitely tricky to beat but um you know what he rode awesome all year and um had a great final so you know what hats off to him i want to go back to the nfr and what it felt like to you when you and it was october 1st and you've got the nfr made what was going through your mind at that moment i even i had a few people texting me and you know even the odd phone call it's like hey congrats i i think you made it but there's always you know that <laughs> i think you made it in quotations <laughs> i think um and you know what i i even thought of it that way it, it honestly kind of brought back memories to first year making cfr and you know looking at cfr now it's something i obviously expect myself to make but being you know 19 or whatever i was and never going i just i thought oh holy crap cfr that's a it's a pretty big deal so i i kind of went back to that and when i was like oh yeah well i i almost have it made it took me until you know the season was over and i started getting phone calls for confirmation numbers and 
that I got a hotel room and I and you have to enter the NFR, that's kind of when it sunk in. You know, it, it didn't seem like it really did until it was official, I guess. Um, I was just definitely wanting, not wanting to kill my chickens before they hatch, that's for sure. I uh, found the tweet from August 10th. At the time, it was saying that you're looking to become the first Canadian to qualify for the NFR and the bull riding since 2001. The last Canadians to do it and, and compete there would be Rob Bell and Kagan Surrett. Greg Whitful, Whitlow qualified but was injured that year at the CFR and didn't get to compete. Talk about those yeah. guys a little bit and uh, and if they've been in part of your career at all or what you know about those guys and uh, and, and carrying the Canadian flag as the first Canadian bull rider since, since 2001 to be there. Greg Whitlow, I... You know, I'm lucky enough to know him a little bit. Just, um, you know, he's he's still around and still judging and stuff. And actually, it's funny. I was just talking to him and um, Strathmore the other night at that, you know, kind of retirement party from them handful of guys. And um, he was saying that Scott Schiffner was actually 17th that year. So he was saying um, he was kind of next in line if someone else was to get hurt or whatever the case may be. But yeah, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, ever think of the guys that made it before I is just you know something I just kind of wanted to do for myself and you know more more thinking of the you know the maple leaf and you know doing our country proud I appreciate uh, you taking the time to do this and be on the show with us uh, anything else you want to say before I play no sleep till Brooklyn and send you on your way oh well no I know that you say that I kind of want to hear the song again but, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for calling me it's uh it's pretty cool to have I guess me be the first guest on your show and I mean Welcome. hopefully we uh, once once you guys get doing this a bit more uh, hopefully we can do it again yeah. Well, let's come up to the house and be on the show live. Yeah, from the kitchen. There is a story that you uh, you just reminded me of, though. There's a story about Scott Schiffner and Cody Hancock on an airplane when Schiffner was trying to make the NFR. So just going to put that out there, and you'll have to ask him about the story. But it was about a plane, and he had to take a break on a plane. I'll, uh, I'll just leave that one out there, but we're going to have to ask Schiffner about that one at some point. It's so. easy a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I think he... He might have to be on the show next week and, uh, yeah, try to get that out of him. <laughs> It'll be good. Okay, thanks, Jordan. Uh, Jordan awesome, Hansen, thanks, guys. Good Jordan luck down Hansen, there, eh? Canadian champion bull rider. First Canadian heading to the NFR since 2001. We'll be back after this. Coming back at you. This is Cowboy Shit. Ted Stove and Wacey Anderson. See, uh, first episode of the podcast, and Wacey, uh, what do you think so far, man? It's going good. I mean, got to talk about some cool stuff, give the listeners a little behind-the-scenes action, kind of a breakdown. Um, I just kind of want to play off some of the questions you'd asked me earlier, like uh, kind of give the listeners a bit of your backstory, like kind of how you got to this point, kind of what, what's led up to all this. We all know that you kind of, you're the patriarch of everything cowboy, but kind of what led up to this moment. Well, we talked about uh, we talked about Las Vegas in this show, and when I was in school, uh, my mom sent me to a course in Florida after the NFR in 2010. So when I was going to school at UNLV. So she called me from, I was in Wickenburg, Arizona for Thanksgiving. I went down there with some friends I went to school with. They were on the rodeo team as well. And I was sitting on a bench in Wickenburg, Arizona. It wasn't Winslow. I wasn't standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. <laughs> I was just sitting on a bench in Wickenburg. So, you know. Same thing. It was really random, but my mom called me right then. She said she was sending me this course. She's like, I just registered for you for this course. It was like a Sunday. It was American Thanksgiving. And it's in Florida right after, in like two weeks. And I was like, okay. And she said, book yourself some flights. Get over there right after the finals. So I booked it and didn't think much of it. This was 2010 and it was kind of like when blogs were like really blogs have probably been around before but like it was kind of when like the wordpress stuff started coming out in this course i built this website in a, in a week flat like it was like 15 16 hour days like it was nuts 6 a.m to midnight every day like it was intense 
we went through all this stuff. I learned how to like market from different guys. Like uh, T. Harvecker was there, and Alex Mandogian, and a bunch of uh, internet marketing guys that make a lot of money on the internet and did then, and I think still do. <laughs> I got to go back a little bit because going back to the Vegas story, I was staying with my dad. We had a room at the Tropicana, and it was Sunday, so it was Sunday morning after the NFR, and I don't know what the hell, what the fuck I was thinking, but I booked like a 6 a.m. flight out on Sunday to get to to get to Orlando where the course was at. So it's like four o'clock in the morning and I'm I think I was still up drinking. My dad and, and his friend Bernie out drank me. They out partied me that <laughs> night. But but I was like I think I was falling asleep in the doorway or like I was asleep in the doorway at one point trying to get make it this flight. Finally get my ass in a cab and I'm still just fucking polluted and I mean like I'm 20 years old in Vegas like I made myself a fake ID when I was in school we'll talk about that another time (laughs) (laughs) I made our whole school fake IDs one time but yeah I was I missed my flight to this thing luckily I well I sat in the airport being a hungover piece of shit for like 14 hours trying to get out of Vegas on Sunday after the NFR which is like one of the busiest days of the year ever Mm -hmm. in Vegas so finally get to Orlando build a website and whatever and then there was actually like within that first year there was a guy that I his name is Sam Crowley but he had a podcast and he actually was like at these same courses that I was at and he was talking about it and that was in 2010 2011 like it was like a long time ago now back when this thing first started but I never did it and this is where we are now it kind of like Morgan asked if I wanted to do it and uh turned out I had all the stuff at the house and you had a, a couple pieces and we kind of patched everything together here and got it rolling. I mean, everything Cowboy is it's not just a website now until you kind of build it into a brand. Uh, maybe you kind of talk about that, like what, what kind of your your vision, I guess, with everything Cowboy and kind of what you want to accomplish with it all besides just, just being a website. As far as the brand goes and what I want to accomplish, what I want to do, the thing, I've, well, a couple things I've, I've wanted to do for a long time. I want to see Cowboys at the same level as other pro athletes in Canada, across the world, like I want to see that happen again. Like there was, there's a picture that I've seen that I saw a while ago about with, uh, uh, it was like 1954. I forget who's on the cover, but it's somebody on the cover of Sports Illustrated at Calgary. And it was actually the steer decorating uh, event then, but it's it's what is steer wrestling now. But that's on the cover of Sports oh, yeah. Illustrated. Like, I've you know, the picture is huge. The steer is huge, man. Yeah. So, and, the, and I've, I believe uh, Casey Tibbs might have been on like a, Time magazine or like something. I'm, I might be completely wrong there, but like Cowboys were at a huge, like a really high level at one point. But like Pro Rodeo Cowboys, I want to see those guys on cereal boxes. I want to see our guys on national television. Um, I think we're getting really close right now with the PBR in Canada and what uh, what our GM Chris Bell has done and what has been built up here in the last couple of years with the Monster Energy Tour, the Global Cup, uh, the TSN coverage. We were live on TSN for the Global Cup for two nights, two live Unreal. events like that. That hasn't happened in, well, I shouldn't say it hasn't happened. It has never happened for bull riding in Canada, it's, uh, specifically on national television live. But uh, the only other time it ever even happens any other time of the year is Calgary for mm-hmm. 10 days, right? Calgary's Calgary. They've been around for 100 years, but the PBR has been around uh, for 25 in 2018. And... In Canada, we were on TSN Live, and I don't think we're very far off of being on the sports centers and being having our highlights on those shows. That's something that I've wanted to see for a long time, and I'm I'm impressed. Like I wanted to see it on TV, and it's happened, right? Like some of these dreams are coming true right now, and I get to be a part of it. Like I got I haven't been on TV yet, but that's one of my next goals. I want to be the you know part of the broadcast team on those shows. So yeah, that's big game. Uh, I'm an ambassador for my people. I'm a promoter. I'm a uh, I'm that's what I'm about. 
about. So I want to see our people uh, as a t- at the highest levels, and I want to see them succeed, do well, and make a living in this business. It's pretty. It's it's neat to see to have like because there's not a big group of people really pushing for that and to have people like you to kind of get the brand out there and get the people it's it's pretty cool to kind of help grow the sport especially get it to the mainstream like which we're trying to do and it's pretty sweet well and that's that's part the way that's happened is through uh uh endeavor the company who owns a pbr they have massive resources in those different plays and way that the way those things go so it's been cool to be a part of that in the last couple of years and see the tsn and like it's it's been just incredible for our sport up here and uh and yeah i'm looking forward to what we got on the tap in 18. that's awesome so we've touched on everything cowboy how about we get a look at your rodeo career we know you had a pretty extensive one you've been around it your whole life you you rode the bull pretty good back in your wilder days <laughs> i stayed on a couple times about like three i guess that's all yeah. if you count it a couple times but uh actually i started out in the steer riding and my goal was to win a buckle and then i was gonna quit that was like my only thing i just wanted to win a buckle and then i was gonna just that was my i was gonna retire i was gonna quit so i was like 12 I think well I didn't win anything the first year I went so I had to go another year and then I think I won the I won the well I won the tease rodeo I think I was like 69 points and somehow I won it and that was like the first of August and then uh, before I got the buckle I won another one in Bentley and I think I got the tease buckle in Bentley after I won that rodeo so I had to keep going because I won I already had two buckles got so. but uh yeah I don't know road steer riding uh uh the years that I got to go to the CFR were when the Canadian finals for the steer riding were in Strathmore. So that was honestly fucking shitty. No offense to any, well, Looking back, no, with yeah. offense, like it's yeah. fucking shitty. They should, I don't know why that ever happened. And that sucked for that to be our CFR when in 2002, it was still in, at the CFR. And then in 2008, it was back at the CFR. So like 2003 to 2007, it was out and I was there Oh three and four. So, I feel bad for those guys that never got to do that. I never, I haven't went to the CFR in the bull riding and I'm, you know, looking back, it would have been pretty fucking cool. It might've, might've been a different thing for my career. Who knows? Like, I don't want to blame it on that, but like it sucked to not be at the CFR those years. Yeah. Junior bull riding. Uh, I was in good shape. Like I never didn't break a bone until I was actually 17. The first thing I, f- I broke was my jaw. And when I was 17, <laughs> smashed my face in on a bull at the wild rose finals in Barhead. But yeah, shit after that, stuff uh i still i think i won well i won the junior bull riding the year before that at the finals won a saddle the next year i was riding junior bulls and open bulls uh broke my jaw that time sat out like a month probably should have waited longer went to the high school finals fell off both my bulls like they were pretty pretty good bulls though and then i went to college in new mexico that fall and i broke my collarbone at the first college rodeo so i just set out all winter again and then in spring of 10 i just i took all online classes and i graduated actually from the water valley saloon that was the only place that had wi-fi (laughs) so i was working for chad piggin and i uh yeah finished school there in the saloon that was how i finished my how i did my schooling i'd work for chad during the day and then do my schooling and my uh uh yeah do the school stuff at night in the saloon there because i had internet uh then i won jasper one of my nicknames Nicknames is Jasper. That was a highlight. How many points were you there? Like 95? 91 and a half. Oh, pretty close now. Yeah, still. That was a high score in today. Canada, wasn't it, for a while? Uh, for a couple of years, yeah. Badass. I think Tanner Byrne beat me. Stucker. Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> he wore whiskey jack, though. I was with him that day. It was in, uh, in I was already working for Ram Rodeo then. Uh, whiskey jack, 92 points. Actually, Zane Lambert beat me on whiskey jack, too, in Medicine Hat that year. But that was, I remember that bull ride. That yeah, that was ride. awesome one. But then, uh, yeah, Tanner beat me that next year in, uh, in, uh, uh, Dawson Creek 2013 and yeah but it was cool it was set up for a couple of years and I actually don't know what happened I blacked out for the first half of it but 
caught my knots and uh, had a good ride. And then 2011, we got the website rolling and I competed that year and didn't win fuck all. Like I sucked and was more focused on the website stuff. So yeah, that is the life and times of, uh, of Ted Stoven. We touched on my transition. Like how, like how has your transition been from like competing to being where you're at right now with everything cowboy? Been a mental battle. Yeah. A lot of times, right? Like sometimes even I fucking entered the global cup the other day. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I was an alternate for that fucking thing. So, um, I'm not in shape to do it, but, uh, yeah, I've, I, I miss it and I want to do it. And the, all the stuff with Ty and the head injuries really freaked me out. The transition has been really challenging even being a part of it still. And I think it's really tough cause I go to more events now than I ever did when I was, when I was competing, I still thought I was a bull rider and still like identified that way up until last year uh there's a course i went to called choices that my friend keenan vine introduced me to so i went to this like five-day course and it was at that course and it's like it's a personal development thing i've been doing in as far as lifelong learning goes but but yeah that was where I, that week was where i really learned wasn't a bull rider that wasn't my identity i like i'm me there's more to me than just being a bull rider so a lot of rodeo people that's how they identify themselves. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you can relate to it too. I I went to the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what we think and that's how we feel and that's who we are and that's the only thing that's... We think that's the only thing we have, but I've realized there's way more that I can do, and there's just more. There's more to it. Enough about me, though, AC. Let's get back to the show. Let's. Uh, let's yeah, this let's is gonna be this, stuff this up. gonna be awesome. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm super excited for this. We're gonna yeah. give give the fans a really good taste of what it's like to be behind the yeah. scenes rodeoing and have and, some cool insights. And we want to uh, leave it open too. If you guys ever have any suggestions or anything, let us know. Hit us up on uh, the Twitter or the Facebook or what all the what are all the kids doing these days, AC? Yeah, uh, Twitter, Instagram. There's yeah. beer on the Facebook. Yeah, hit us up. Add might Ted even do Stoven. a Snapchat. Come check out the show, though, and uh, hope you guys are liking us. This. this is uh, this is cowboy shit. Ted Stoven. Great